The Coast Guard was able to run a routine supply flight to the Taipei-controlled Dongsa Islands in the South China Sea on Monday. The successful trip came 11 days after a routine flight was denied access to the area by Hong Kong air traffic controllers, who cited dangerous activities in the airspace. The source of the activities remains unclear even after two weeks. According to a Hong Kong report, Chinese missile drills were taking place at the time. But Taiwan's defense ministry says its tracking had turned up nothing unusual in the area. With luggage in tow, Coast Guard personnel prepared to board. After a two-week delay, the Coast Guard's uni-air charter plane was able to depart for the Dongsha Islands Monday at 8.35 a.m. The Coast Guard charters a service from UniAir that leaves every Thursday from Kaohsiung International Airport. The service mainly transports Coast Guard personnel between Taiwan and the Dongsha Islands. Last Thursday, October 22nd, the flight was cancelled due to a tropical storm. After assessing the weather conditions and the flight schedule, the plane was rescheduled for a departure today. With regards to adjustments to leave and vacation rights made after the flight change, the Coast Guard Administration's Dongsha unit has already communicated them to the officers and soldiers. Prior to the typhoon cancellation, the plane had departed for the Dongsha Islands right on schedule on Thursday, October 15th. As it approached Hong Kong's flight information region, the city's air traffic controller said dangerous activities were underway below an altitude of 26,000 feet. Refused entry, the Uni Air flight returned to Kaohsiung. Reporters asked if the Coast Guard had contacted Hong Kong authorities to resolve the incident. The CGA's Dongshan unit said the question should be addressed to the Civil Aeronautics Administration. We prepared for this flight in accordance with our instructions from Uni Air. Taiwan's Defense Ministry denies there were Chinese military exercises underway when the Uni Air flight was warned off. On Monday, the supply plane successfully completed its flight to the Dongsha Islands. Another routine flight is slated to leave Thursday. Turning to the ongoing drought, the government warns that the water crisis may soon spread below Taichung. In Zhanghua, Nantou, Yunlin, Jiayi, Tainan and Kaohsiung, the alert level went up from blue to green on Monday. The green alert warns of a potential drought. The executive yuan says it's earmarked 1.4 billion NT dollars for emergency drought relief. The money will go toward integrating 154 wells into the water supply system. It will also be spent on developing 52 ponds as water sources and setting up a desalination plant in Xinzhou. The government says the program will add some 700,000 tons of water to the national supply each day. Locals are encouraged to conserve water as dry weather is likely to persist until April. Now on to a change in the world of retail investing. As of Monday, Taiwan brokerages are handling trades in quantities less than 1,000 throughout the entire trading session. Previously, trading in these small units took place only after the market closed, by way of a single call auction after 2.30 p.m. The new intraday system makes it easier for retail investors to buy expensive stocks like Largan Precision and TSMC. A new system for odd-lot trades rolled out on Monday. Now investors don't need to wait until the end of the regular session. Pull up the trading app, enter the ticker symbol, and place an order. Orders are matched starting at 9.10 a.m. and then again every three minutes after that. Market information is disclosed following each match, including the trading price, trading volume, and the five best bid-ask prices and volumes. There are 89 call auctions each day, including one that takes place after hours. Traders can buy or sell as little as one share at a time, but there's a minimum commission of 20 NT. 
Orders can only be placed online. Odd training lets you accumulate shares slowly, one at a time. Price-wise, I go for a range of 2,000 and 3,000 NT. On Monday, the top three stocks favored for odd lot trading were TSMC with 226,000 shares, Eason Financial Holding with 208,000, and Focal Tech Corporation with 170,000. In comparison, last Friday, TSMC and Eason Financial saw only 52,300 and 53,100 shares traded after hours respectively. Only 57,700 shares of Evergreen Marine traded after hours, but it too got a boost on Monday. Odd lot trading was more active in higher priced shares. And then there were blue chip stocks, where the trading volume is always very large. So there's more liquidity in the odd lot trading market because of that. When placing an order, you now have to pay extra attention to whether you're ordering one share or one lot. The price difference is substantial. With odd lot intraday trading, it's now much easier for investors to buy pricier stocks like TSMC. On Monday, TSMC closed at 450 NT, the cost of two premium coffees. But experts warn that transaction fees can pile up. The commission is 0.1425 percent, with a 20 NT minimum. If you place an order worth 10,000 NT, the commission on a percentage basis would be 14.25 NT, but you'd still have to pay the 20 NT minimum. To avoid overpaying, you'd have to ensure each odd lot transaction is worth at least 15,000 NT. Now you might think the places to buy fresh seafood are a fish market or a traditional stir-fry restaurant, but now there's a new choice. A large supermarket chain has moved live seafood tanks right into the store. You can ask the staff member to pick out the lobster or crab you want and take it home with the rest of your groceries. Let's take a look. This is a typical Taiwanese stir-fry restaurant. Seafood is displayed in the tanks out front, but there are no prices or countries of origin. When you order, you're told the price today. The price can vary. Sometimes the buying price for us is higher or lower. Now there's another way to buy seafood. With a practiced air, the employee scoops up the lobster indicated by the customer in just a few seconds. Two of the crabs underneath are into the bucket just as fast. The creatures are weighed, priced according to a set scale, and then the customer can take them away. This is a new seafood section in a large supermarket chain, a pleasant surprise for seafood fans. Some of these things are only on sale at those kind of tourist fish markets. Normally, while living in metropolitan Taipei, it's very hard to find live crabs to buy. There are eight types of seafood on sale, with prices clearly displayed in a challenge to the traditional seafood market. With the food safety issues of recent years, consumers are more and more discerning about where their food is coming from. Consumers will have to wait and see whether, for example, they buy supposedly live shrimp at the big market but find it dies straight away. If such things don't happen, then with the relatively attractive price as well, I believe consumers will be quite willing to shop there. Seafood is a favorite for many in Taiwan, but whether consumers shift their allegiance to the big stores remains to be seen. 
U.S. tech firm Microsoft has announced its largest Taiwan investment in decades. At a press event on Monday, it announced four digital investment projects, including a data center for its Azure cloud platform and a dedicated Azure hardware team. Microsoft says that by 2024, it will generate an estimated 30,000 Taiwan jobs and bring in more than 300 billion NT in economic value. It also plans to provide training for some 200,000 people. President Tsai Ing-wen, who attended Monday's press event, said that Microsoft was the best partner for Taiwan as the country pursues excellence on the global stage. With its location on the Ring of Fire, Taiwan is one of the most earthquake-prone places in the world, making understanding earthquakes and seismology an important task. In 2018, National Central University established a center that analyzes earthquake disaster risk. Founded by seismologist Ma Guofeng, it's called the Earthquake Disaster Risk Evaluation and Management Center, or eDream. One of its projects is a mobile app that shows the likelihood of earthquakes like a weather forecast. Twenty-one years ago, in the early hours of September 21st, Taiwan was rattled by a powerful earthquake. It was the beginning of one of the longest and darkest nights in Taiwan. After the quake struck, seismologists leapt to action. Although I'm a seismologist, a lot of my research happens in front of a computer. You calculate activity at faults and how the shockwaves spread. It was only during the 1999 Gigi earthquake that I truly saw the power of the ground, the physics that can push up land by 10 meters. It wasn't a simulation, it was real. What did we actually learn from that? What could the world learn from it? Chief Ma established this center to further push the momentum of research toward practical applications that can show people how to prepare for an earthquake and, and take measures to reduce disasters. So I thought, wow, it sounds like something I would really like to do. eDream at National Central University is a center that has brought together seismologists who, like Ma, are passionate about putting theory to practice and helping society. With support from the Ministry of Education's Higher Education Sprout Project, they have developed an app that lets users know how dangerous the place they are is in the event of an earthquake. The models on Taiwan's seismic zones are displayed like a weather forecast, showing users the likelihood of each fault moving and causing an earthquake. The Ministry of Education Sprout Project can be said to have brought me one step closer to my dreams. Thanks to the ministry's funding, I was able to establish a center. Our findings here can be used by industry and government units. Today we take you to see 3D movies played on the side of a truck. Charlie Chu, Taiwan's first 3D videographer and director, spent 10 years producing the Formosa 3D movie series. Since 2014, he's taken the films on the road, playing them for elementary school children in the most remote corners of Taiwan. This year, he and his team are screening them in big cities for the first time, in the hopes of showing children a new side to Taiwan. The Formosa 3D mobile movie truck has been running since 2014. It has visited over 300 schools and accumulated over 170,000 audience members. Children from Taipei Mingchuan Elementary School sit under a big tree. They put on 3D sunglasses and enjoy the novel experience of a 3D movie. They take in stunning scenes of Taiwan's underwater world and mountain landscapes. This is a very good experience. It felt like we were actually in the ocean looking at the coral reefs and fish. 
I learned not to throw rubbish into the ocean. Otherwise, it will pollute the ocean and hurt the fish and turtles. The mobile theater is Chu's brainchild. The award-winning director spent 10 years climbing mountains and wading waters. We have five films for children of different grades. The school can choose what they want to have the children watch. For example, life education, geography, the environment, or the ocean. To date, the truck has visited 316 towns across Taiwan's 22 cities and counties. It has traveled to over 1,700 schools and 180 institutions for disadvantaged groups, entertaining at least 170,000 audience members. This year, the truck is doing screenings in big cities for the first time. In 2020, because of the epidemic, we thought about whether we should change things up a bit. The theme of this tour is Change Yourself face your environment. This year, we're returning to the city from the country to give children a new understanding of Taiwan. Through 3D movies, the team wants children to learn more about the exciting aspects of Taiwan culture, such as its food, music, agriculture, and arts. For Mosa News, Stephanie Yang, Huang Pinghan in Taipei. Yuanbao, the giant panda, turned four months old on Monday. Taipei Zoo says she's been growing fast and sleeping often for up to 23 hours every day. In her time awake, she's busy wandering her enclosure, looking for fun. We turn now to an update from her caretaker. Some of the things in her environment have become objects for her to explore, like Mr. Water Trough. Her other friend is the hole in the wall I mentioned earlier. Yuanbao has been exploring her water trough and a drainage hole in the wall. The zookeepers say she could be ready to meet the public next year on New Year's Day. Forget about worms, the grass carp is Qishan's streams are hungry for another type of bait. Local fishers say a piece of banana is the best way to get the fish biting. Qishan is known as the banana kingdom of Taiwan, so it seems fitting that even the fish are a fan of bananas. The fishing rod was just cast, but there's already movement on the line. Seconds later, a grass carp is reeled in. What bait could have attracted the fish so quickly? The answer is bananas. Peel the banana, cut it up, and attach a piece to the hook. This is Qishan's unique method of catching grass carp. We produce bananas here. The fish are used to eating bananas, so they'll eat bananas. In the past, leftover bananas would be thrown into the stream, so the grass carp got used to eating them. They took a liking to bananas. Qishan is nicknamed the Banana Kingdom for the abundance of bananas grown. During the off-season for farming, farmers and fishers bring bunches of bananas along to their fishing spots to use as bait. If the anglers themselves get hungry, they can also snack on the bananas for extra calories. Grass carp are herbivores. Their diet mainly consists of duckweed and other aquatic plants. They don't fall for common baits like worms, shrimps, or crabs. But it's not just bananas that can be used as bait. Locals say that grass carp are also quite fond of cherry tomatoes grown in Mainan. A water bamboo crop has found fame online after buyers noticed it has a very special religious pedigree. The farmer who produces the vegetable plays Buddhist holy chants in the fields to bless the plants as they grow. The crop in question is Jiao Baishun, also known as Manchurian wild rice or water bamboo, a popular staple in vegetable dishes. But you've never seen it given this much tender loving care before. 
This is no ordinary pack of water bamboo. The great compassion mantra water bamboo has been listening to Buddhist texts, including the great compassion mantra and the Amitabha Sutra. It shot to fame when this photo was posted online. Great compassion mantra water bamboo? I've never heard of that before. If it seems easy, I might buy it from him, but I wouldn't go specifically to buy it. The words of the mantra echo across this field. This is where the special crop grows, and even the loudspeaker is lotus-shaped. The farmer, Zheng Zhenjun, learned that crops can be affected by water, and the noises and music around them. So he decided to play this edifying soundtrack. But why the great compassion mantra specifically? My mother can't read, but she can recite the great compassion mantra. That really touches me. It was her who originally taught me how to grow water bamboo. The neighbors haven't harvested their water bamboo yet. Why not? I grow it the same way here, but we've already harvested ours very easily. Zheng has been playing the mantra here for three years, and now to the fifth generation of water bamboo plants. It's a way to honour his mother's memory, and also to give the crops the greatest blessing he can.